Are you a fan of pro wrestling, comedy, and combat sports? Then we have the podcast for you because we cover that and much, much more. Do you like to debate with your friends? Do we have the perfect segment for you? It's the 531, where we take any given subject, break it down to a top five. From there, we debate it down to three and then into that number one spot. If you want to get a hold of us, find us on our social media. Search Working Fans Podcast on any major social media platform. And if you want to find the podcast, search for us on any major podcast platform as well as YouTube. Working Fans Podcast. We put in the work so you don't have to. We want to take a minute to thank our newest sponsor on the show, 482 Designs. That is F-O-U-R, the number is 82 Designs, 482 Designs. You can find them on Facebook by looking up F-O-U-R, 82 Designs, at F-O-U-R, 82 Designs on Instagram. And if you want to email them, Go to four82designs at gmail.com. Pretty soon, we're going to be rolling out some high-quality T-shirts and stickers that were just done by the sponsor. Please check them out for any of your screen printing needs. First off, it's light years better than our first one. Also, like, divide the washer and dryer. They look good, and they're good quality. Nice. And those stickers before Paco chewed them up were amazing. And luckily, we'll be getting some more in, hopefully, before we start selling them to fans. But that's F-O-U-R-8-2 Designs. All right, everybody. It's the Working Fans Combat Cast with the man they call Dave and Chevy Rooney. We're back, baby. And we are going to talk a little bit of boxing today. And Chevy, before we do anything, why don't you tell the good people what we got coming up? All right, so we got coming up December 4th. We're going to be doing the UFC Fight Night Font versus Aldo. It's going to be a great fight. And then December 11th, we're going to be doing UFC 269, Oliveira versus Poirier. Poirier finally gets his shot at, you know, being the official title holder. He, he's only held an interim belt, I believe. So mm. then December 18th, we're going to be doing UFC Fight Night Lewis versus Dukakis. That'll be a fun fight. All of Black Beast fights are fun. Unless oh, yeah. you, you know, count that in God and fight that never happened. <laughs> yeah, man. I mean, there's always that jeopardy. Font and Aldo, too. That's going to be a lot of punches thrown in that fight, I think. Yeah. Some very I, high level boxing for sure. Font has looked great, but Aldo is still like that guy. Like, he can't really say he's going to win the title, but he's like, he's right there all the time. Yeah. I mean, it's not outside the realm of possibility, but. No. Definitely not. Yeah, that's a good fight. That's a good fight. And obviously, I'm mostly looking forward to seeing Dustin Poirier, big fan of his, you know, get his title shot. And I hope he brings it home, man. No disrespect to Charles Oliveira, but like Dustin is like, as he likes to say, paid in full. You know, I read a thing where someone said they wanted to see Poirier win, but they don't want to see Charles lose. And that resonated with me. That's how I feel, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, because he's a good dude. Yeah. I don't want to see him get smashed or anything. But yeah, I'm definitely, he had his moment. And not to say he won't have more because he's a young guy too. But I just feel like, man, Dustin, his time is now if he's going to do it. So I hope he gets it. Yeah. So there were some fights this week. It was not really, we, we've not, we've been saying for a while, it was not one of the stronger UFC cards. But Caitlin Vera gets it done over Holly Holm. Uh, uh, Misha Tate. Over, I'm sorry, I'm Misha Tate. I'm looking yep. at Holly Holm right now, yep. ranking systems here. And it's actually for Bantamweight. It's very interesting, too, because, like, Jermaine Durandamine and Holly Holm are, like, one and two, which to mm -hmm. me, like, Nunes has beaten them both convincingly. 
but that kind of shows you like where these bantamweight rankings are from people compared to like Amanda Nunes. There's a big and, jump, yeah. Yeah, Irina Dalna is number three, and then Pena, who's getting the next shot, and then you have Aspen Ladd and Vera. Ladd just missed weight not too long ago too. So I guess Vera, I mean, with this win, she's kind of. I don't know about Adana if she's got a fight coming up or anything or what her story is, but man, like Vera's kind of like right there for a top shot at this point. Yeah, I think her next fight is probably a title shot. If Amanda wanted to, she could fight way more often and just run through girls because she doesn't get hurt in fights. She just is dominating people right now. So right. if she wanted to, she could fight Pena and and I hate to say this, but she probably fight them both in the same night. That's how good she is. But <laughs> Yeah, man. Yeah, I don't doubt it. Yeah. So and that's a great segue actually, because we're talking about heavyweight fights and there's a little I want to say it's on YouTube somewhere too, where George Foreman actually did an exhibition and fought I want to say it's like five heavyweights in one night. And he just kept knocking them out. <laughs> Can't say I'm surprised by that. No, no, this was young, mean George Foreman. You know, older George Foreman still had a hell of a hand. I think that might even be on some list here I have. So we're doing a 5-3-1, top five greatest heavyweights. I'll read some lists and just see what we got here. We got Robert Ombre. He's got any fight out of the Ali Fraser trilogy is definitely in. Fair enough. Mm -hmm. And then Paul Thomas added Ken Norton versus Larry Holmes is arguably the best final three rounds of any heavyweight boxing ever. You know what? That's funny. I did not get to go look at that one this week. And I've heard that from a few people that Norton Holmes, it's like Larry wins the fight. And, but it's like, I want to say split decision and it's considered like Larry Holmes greatest fight. I want to say. I didn't get to watch that one either. Uh. So then Harry Pierce, obviously a Rocky Balboa fan, has Balboa versus Creed, Balboa versus Creed 2, Balboa versus Lang 2. Okay, so all the ones Balboa won. Balboa versus Drago and Balboa versus Dixon. And then he says, at a push, any George Foreman fight, love the more fight. So, all right. So obviously he was a big fan of George as well. Let's see. Here we go again. Lyle Spallone. I'm sorry, Joe Spallone has Lyle versus Foreman. And then Tony Rice has, all right, interesting here. He's got Joe Lewis versus Max Schmeling, Ali Frazier and Ali Frazier 2, Ali versus Foreman, and Tyson versus Lewis. I think we're going to see a lot of Ali fights on here, I would assume. I mean, he had a lot of great fights, but also they're the most well-known. Yeah. Now, you got you watched some heavyweight highlights this week. Stuff. What were some of the fights you got to take a look at? Well, I'll give you my list, so I'll jump in Okay, right here. So I have, I'm going to butcher some of these names too. So I have Ike Abba, Abba Bush, Abba Bush versus David Tua. I, have you heard of this fight at all? No. no there were no. two big, big heavyweights. I think this happened in the 90s, but both guys just took turns for the entire fight, throwing huge, like, haymakers, like, you know, short combos of huge haymakers mm. while the other one covered up, and then they would just trade back and forth. So it was almost like playing an old boxing video game where, you know, you just cover up and then wait for your, your stamina bar to go up and then you okay. just throw just haymakers. But I looked up their stats on their punches because all they just stood there and threw punches for all 12 rounds it was 1730 wow. punches thrown in a heavyweight wow. boxing and they were they were all heavy punches too so ike 
ended up being the winner in a decision that could have went either way. I got to say, like Ike Turner. <laughs> yeah, it's not Ike Turner. It's a yes. the guy is he's from Nigeria, I think. So, you no, know, like, is this a much older fight? Like, in the no, set? I think this happened in the nineties. Okay. You know? well, this is, yeah, and then my number four is an older fight. So I have Jack Dempsey versus, versus Luis Firpo. That have you seen that one? This one happened in the twenties, dude. Somebody else so that, had that on her list. Yeah, yeah. So Dempsey knocks Firpo down seven times in the first round. So <laughs> this was before they did standing eight counts. So okay. it was like literally every time he stood up, Dempsey was on him immediately to knock him yeah. down again. So but Firpo comes back and knocks Dempsey out of the ring in the first oh. round. And Dempsey barely gets back in the ring because they still count you. You know, you have to get back in. He barely gets back in the ring. And then Dempsey knocks him down an eighth time and then finally a ninth time in the second round to win. But there was no technique happening. This would be that Just Bleed guy from the UFC. This would be his favorite fight of all time. They just stood in front of each other. No, no head movement, no blocking, and just swung as hard as they could at each other's heads over and over. I want to break tradition for a minute. You have two more on your list? I have three more fights, yeah. Three more. All right. I'm sorry. Hold on a second. I'm going to read someone else's list because it's so telling to what you're talking about right now. Our very own AJ Strangebrew, mm-hmm. Seth Millis. He's got Smellin versus Lewis, Ali versus Foreman, Dempsey versus Furpo, 1923, which is the one you're mm-hmm. talking about, Fraser versus Ali, 75 and 71. So one and two, I believe. Actually, Ali Fraser could have been at five. Something could have been three. But anyway, he said, I look for Dempsey versus Furpo to be on a lot of lists, to be on a lot of lists, but it's a brawl. I think he was being sarcastic because he likes to pick older things, but yeah. But he said it was also in front of 90,000 people at the Polo Grounds in New Polo York. Polo Grounds, yeah. Yeah. And he said there was 25,000 people waiting outside for the results. And he also threw it in our face. I was going to tell you off of camera. He says, I think you guys underestimate my love of boxing history, which I won't cry, <laughs> AJ. I did. And so <laughs> <laughs> we might have you on a future boxing episode, yeah. possibly. Yeah. Ticket. So let's get to this fight because now I got to go see it at some point. You and AJ have both put it over. 90,000 people, too, and 25,000 turned away. That's insane. Dempsey was a massive, massive star because, you know, boxing was the biggest sport in the 20s, you know, right. baseball and boxing, you know. So he was a massive, massive star. All right, I keep going on my list. So we talked about Foreman versus Ron Lyle. Yeah. So that that's my number three. Foreman's power is kind of like Wilder's, like where you know he hits people so hard in in you don't it doesn't look like he's swinging as hard as he's landing. So people mm-hmm. get hurt with things that don't look like they should even hurt them. He's just the most powerful puncher probably. But he finally knocked down Lyle in a combo that any ref in today's boxing would have stepped in and stopped because he was just stuck in the corner eating giant shots for like 10 seconds straight before he got knocked down finally but that was a great fight too just very back and forth fight all these ones are but then my next one is wilder fury one which i don't know if that'll be on a lot of people's list nobody got knocked out it was a draw it wasn't super back and forth really but I just thought the story of Fury coming back and then being so technically good. I mean, he dominated, I thought, 10 rounds, you know, 
only losing the two rounds he got knocked down in. You know, one of those knockdowns, he just got hit behind the ear while he was bending over. So that, that would knock anyone down because it puts your equilibrium off. But he got right back up. And then obviously in the 12th, when he gets knocked down and, you know, he gets it's a right. I think it was a right hand and then a huge left hook from Wilder that landed, you know, put Fury like in the shadow realm. So to speak. Yeah, I was gonna say he was out, out, yeah. and then all of a sudden, you know, at like seven, he wakes up like the Undertaker and barely manages to get up to beat the count, and then wins the rest of the round. That's the thing; it's like he gets up and then wins the rest of the round. If I learned anything from the Fury Wilder trilogy, is that if you knock Fury down, you better be prepared for him to beat your ass after that, because every time he's been knocked out, he got up and beat Wilder's ass. I was gonna say too. You, you said no one got knocked out, but. Fury kind of did get knocked out. He just came back. Yeah, he just, yeah, yeah. I, I definitely, we watched that one together at Aruga's, and I just, I, everyone thought he was out, out, but, you know, it was just amazing. Yeah. And then my my top one, which I rewatched this morning, was the Grilla Manila, oh. Ali and, and Frazier. So, you know, obviously it was just a back and forth slugfest. Was, Joe was just, you know, stalking him down and, he was willing to eat in classic fashion, willing to eat whatever Ollie threw at him, you know, with just little ducks for head movement to try to avoid shots. But he just would eat whatever Ollie threw at him to try to land his own shots. And then he ended up getting stopped in the corner in the 14th round of the fight. So that was a great fight. Yeah. And it gives you a point like talking about those shots he would eat. Styles make fights. And that's kind of where a lot of this stuff always started for me when I started hearing about this was growing up, my dad would tell me that saying too when we'd watch boxing styles make fights. And he would use as like an example, you know, Fraser and Ali and how what a difficult opponent Fraser was for Ali because, you know, he's a boxer, he's a brawler, but he's just willing to eat their shots and his stance was difficult for Ali compared to other people. But then you have a guy like Foreman. And Joe Frazier, who was like tailor-made for George, she's just going to come in there and eat shots. Well, Foreman likes that. You can do that all day with George. Mm -hmm. But then you had Ali. He knew how to use the rope-a-dope, and he knew how to trick George. And so I just think, you know, as we talk about these lists, that's a great thing when you're talking about, like, Frazier's style, his classic style. Styles make fights. And I think that is, in all combat sports, is a very true thing. Absolutely. Yeah. I got Chad Dingwell here, lifelong boxing fan. He's got Evander Holyfield versus Riddick Bowe, Muhammad Ali versus Joe Frazier. So anyone you want to pick, I guess. Fury versus Wilder. So he had that in there as well. Mm -hmm. James Braddock versus Max Bear. That's an old school. I don't know that one. Yeah, Max Bear is old school. And Mike Tyson versus Buster Douglas, which I don't know if it was necessarily a classic fight. I think it was one of the greatest upsets of all time, though. Yeah, Doug the greatest, I think, probably. Yeah, Doug was actually... Kind of beat him up in that fight. And I think that was because Tyson just was not prepared. And then, of course, Douglas never went on to really duplicate any of that success. He was just a very motivated man against a very unmotivated Mike Tyson on a given. I, I think he also got knocked down in that fight. I don't remember what round or whatever, but he got up and then did work on Tyson after that too, okay. before he finally knocked him out. Interesting. Okay, so I remember like Douglas basically beating him up, but I think you're right. I think there was an early knockdown, but I do think for the most part, like he was about to win that fight anyway. I don't yeah. Think. Yeah. So we got Scott. Nope. Not yet. We got Randy Osga. Forgive me. Randy Osga coming at us with Ali Frazier three. 
Throw in Manila, 1975. So that was right. It was 75. Holyfield versus Bo, November 13th, 1992. Tyson versus Buster Douglas, February 9th. Larry Holmes versus Ken Norton, June 9th, 78. And Fury versus Wilder, 3, October 9th. Which, I mean, okay, the third one was a hell of a battle, too. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that was a very good fight. And let's see. I got Scott from Fallentown now. He's got Ali Fraser to throw in Manila. Foreman versus Lyle, Bo versus Holyfield, Fury versus Wilder three, Butterbean versus Bart Gunn brawl for all. Kidding. Larry Holmes <laughs> versus Ken Norton. <laughs> Butterbean, that's a person I haven't thought about since like Jackass was a TV show. Mm-hmm. Or, uh, it was the movie, I think, one of the movies. But oh, yeah. Butterbean, yeah. Hit him in the head. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And then we got Dan Backley with the final list today from cage my iq he's got holyfield versus tyson one fury versus wilder three ali versus frazier ali versus foreman and douglas versus tyson and i'll just round up this last list with me i got foreman versus lyle too as well i got ali versus frazier three i got tyson versus holyfield two i kind of give it back i think the first one was a little more exciting but the second one was exciting and then we had the dramatic like ear biting incident so yeah yeah, I'll just never forget that. Holyfield and Foreman. This was Foreman first shot back at the title after being gone for so long. If you forget this, like he won the title from Michael Moore. But he had this fight with Holyfield first where he did not win the belt. But he had Holyfield in trouble a few times. And this was a hell of a fight. And then I got Foreman and I Ali. Zaire. I just thought, you know, it's one of the most masterful performances like in any boxing match. Watching Ali do that to that big guy that had never been beaten. And mm-hmm. Foreman was such a monster, like in the amateurs and in the pros, that when you watch the Foreman-Lyle fight, I watched that this week, you can hear Howard Corsell was talking about, you know, like, is George's confidence back? Is he the same man? And he's, like, talking about Foreman trying to change styles and is it too late in his career? And Ken Norton, who got knocked out already by George, is saying that, you know, he thinks that George can change his style, but he thinks once he gets tagged, you know, he'll revert back to himself. I think uh, that fight happened, it was only, you know, like the next year after the Ali fight, too. Mm-hmm. So he didn't have that much time to change his, you know, style. But anyway, continue. It turned into a brawl, anyway. Yeah, it was, it was a brawl. So, you know, I think we can pick any of these Ali Frazier fights. They're going to make the list. I would say Ali Frazier 3, we'll throw in there. That's the throw in Manila to me. That's the yeah. one. I think we'll do, uh, I think. Orman Lyle will make a couple lists, and I think... Yeah, I made some good lists. Yeah, it's just a classic brawl. And, you know, just unfortunately, I bet you that that Larry Holmes-Ken Norton fight probably deserves to be here, but since I hadn't seen it yet, I'm going to... And that's that's fine. Sorry. Yeah, sorry. Uh, there's a lot of fights to watch. Sorry. Yeah, there's a lot of fights to watch, and uh, we'll check that, and maybe we'll do this list again down the road. But I'm going to throw Fury Wilder 3 in there, because it was such an exciting fight. And I think you're looking at eras. That's just one of the most exciting fights of this era. So that being said, I think if we're going to go by the votes, I think we know the winner is going to have to probably be Ali Frazier 3. And as much as I think Foreman Lyle is such a fun brawl, I feel like there was just a little more excitement in the air for Wilder Fury 3. So I would give that the number two spot. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think the hype behind the fight mm-hmm. is what really puts the Ali and Frazier fight 
at number one too. I mean, there was hype behind the Fury and Wilder fight, but we saw Wilder get dismantled in that second one. So there was a little bit less anticipation than you would have expected. I think one of the exciting things about the Fury Wilder three fight was that I don't know if we were expecting that kind of performance out of Wilder. Like Wilder definitely brought it early on, and I thought we see Fury basically just take him apart this time. But Wilder brought it, caught him on that power, but then Fury, to his credit, that great chin, he just keeps coming, hanging in there, and then starts to put the beating on him and wears him down. Right. Wilder showed a lot of heart, but not a lot of stamina. His legs were gone early in the fight, and if he could have got kept his legs underneath him and generated you know, the power that he's known for later on in the fight, it could have been a completely different fight, but yeah, another thing too, which I always thought was interesting, the drama of that was like the corner with Wilder throughout that series, and how in the second fight Wilder had that huge problem with his corner, and the third fired fight, a, fired a coach, yeah, yeah, and this weekend I'm looking it up now, but Sean Porter who lost to Terrence Crawford, I think he's retiring now. Yeah, but, he, re- he said he retired after the fight. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Cool. So he didn't want to be a gatekeeper. He said so. Respect right. to him. But, like, his father, I don't know if you caught this afterwards, like, basically, they asked his father, who threw in the towel, and he said, what do you think happened? You know, what did you see? His father just came out and said it. He wasn't prepared. That's what I saw. He wasn't prepared. He wasn't doing the things he should have done for this fight. And when you get to a certain level, you have certain things you can do or not do, and he chose not to do them. He knows that. And we're good. We're going to have breakfast tomorrow, you know? And I know some people, like, were saying, man, he kind of threw him under the bus a little bit, but... I kind of respected it. Like, he's his dad, and he's just basically just saying, son or not, like, he didn't do what he needed to do, and that's what I saw. I know Porter said that Crawford was by far the best he's ever faced, too. Yeah. So, you know, there's an argument that he's right now pound for pound number one. Terrence Crawford. Yeah. Obviously, Canelo probably is number one. Mm-hmm. I've heard Schaub make this argument before, too, that, because Canelo will take on all comers and he moves up and down weight classes to win belts and knocks people out at those higher weight classes that he's number one. And, and I think that's probably true. Now, if Earl Spence and Crawford get this fight done and he beats Earl Spence, I think he has more of an argument. So yeah. we'll, we'll see down the line there. They're in talks now, but boxing is boxing and we don't get to see the fights we want to see until everyone's old as fuck. <laughs> that's why the Wilder Fury fights were so great and that's what really that's right. rejuvenated rejuvenated my love for boxing and right. at that level and like now we need to see aj fight someone i mean anthony Joshua, anthony Joshua. not our aj <laughs> he wants to fight us I mean, he wants in on this but yeah hey you know what shout out to aj he might he might he might get, he might get a spot on a future boxing episode now he's brought yeah, a couple let's, of let's get him on here yeah we'll, we'll do it we'll do something we'll have to figure out something but in the meantime that's it for boxing this week. Oh, you right. want to talk about just a quick shout out to the Bellator Ryzen? Oh, yeah. yeah. Horiguchi, the Ryzen champ, will be fighting Sergio Pettis. So, Bellator champ. And yeah, Bantamweight action. I'm excited to see what happens in this. We maybe we can score tickets to this. It's in our backyard. Hopefully. Yeah, this is a good fight. Horiguchi is a guy that back in the day went five rounds of Mighty Mouse, kind of got beat up and submitted like with. One second left in the fifth round, but he went on to win three more fights in the UFC and then signed with Ryzen. And 
He won a bunch of fights at Ryzen. Ryzen, he's a champ there now. And he's taking on the Bellator champion, Sergio mm-hmm. Pettis. So I'm, I'm excited to see how this works because Sergio is a guy to me that we've watched kind of grow up too. And he's constantly improving as well. So Yeah, I still don't think he's peaked really either with his skill set. So and it's yeah, it's possible he's even better than the last time we saw him. And it's so good. Like Bantamweight division is so good. Like, I mean, UFC, like we said earlier, like when you were previewing Font Aldo, like Bantamweights going at it crazy. You know, Aldermaid Sterling, Peter Yan, Boy Sanhagen, TJ Dillashaw. It's just crazy the amount of talent at Bantamweight right now. And that's the UFC. But then even over here, like Horiguchi and Sergio Pettis, I feel like are some of the top Bantamweight right. people too. I don't, I still think UFC has the best overall talent. But these are some studs. Yeah, for sure. It's a fight worth watching, definitely. Yeah, this one, this is a good one Bellator has for you guys. Probably a lot of excitement. A lot of, I mean, they'll be good on the feet. They'll possibly go to the mat. There's going to be a lot of scrambles. I see this being a very active fight no matter where it goes. Both well-rounded. Man, I guess I'll pick a winner. I'm, I'm going to go with my heart and say Sergio. But Horiguchi's world-class and... I haven't seen a Horiguchi fight since he left the UFC, but based on his record, his only loss since that Mighty Mouse loss, he got that he got that back and avenged it. So it's I'm gonna say he probably gets the win. He's not, you know, over the hill yet or anything. I'm gonna say he probably gets the win. Sergio, like I said, not really at his peak, but has great potential. So we'll see. We'll see. I think it'll be a very good fight, but I'm I think uh, giving the edge to Horiguchi. I know you're probably right. I mean, this that record alone, just he's been beating up people. But see, come fight time, I'm pulling for you, Sergio. All right, why don't you hit us? What we got coming up one more time? And all right, so that'll be December fourth. We got UFC Fight Night Font versus Aldo. Then December eleventh, we have UFC 269 Poirier versus Oliveira. And then December 18th, it's a Fight Night card for Lewis versus Dukakis, Black Beast. Let's go. And then I wonder if we're going to do anything for you guys on Christmas. See how that. We'll see. Maybe we'll do something special. Yeah, maybe AJ might be around for that. Yeah. yeah. All right, guys. This is the Combat Cast. Ali Frazier, number one fight in heavyweight boxing history. At least we said so. And we appreciate you. And we'll be back next week. Have a good night. See you at the fights. Bye. All right, so that wraps us up for this week. Thank you again for listening to the Working Fans Podcast. So as always, you can find us on Twitter at Fans Working. Our Facebook page is Working Fans Wrestling Pod. We have email where you can reach out to us and let us know what you think also. That's Working Fans Wrestling Pod at gmail.com. Follow us on Instagram, Working Fans Wrestling underscore pod. And then as always, please continue to listen to us on Anchor.fm, Google Podcast, Spotify, Breaker, Overcast, Pocket Cast, Radio Public, all your major platforms. If you're following us on Apple Podcasts, which we are also on now, and YouTube, please make sure you subscribe and give us a five-star rating. It helps us bring you these podcasts where we get to talk to you and talk with you every week. 